Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to have a quick look at one of the informed players in the Premier League so far this season and that is of course Pedro Neto who has been uh, surpassing expectations to be honest as an FPL asset. Burned many of us uh, who selected him for game week one last season and he seems to be punishing us big time this time around because he is one of the most informed midfielders. So we're going to have a quick look at him. There's a lot of interest in him over the international break. A few people wildcarding as well and looking for players uh, in midfield especially who can save them a little bit of money. So I thought it would be a good idea to have a bit of a deep dive here and work out whether or not now is the time to sign him and just how much we can trust him in the forthcoming weeks. Uh, now before we go any further, of course, uh, as ever, we are going to be having a look at a lot of things in the fantasy football out members areas lots of tables and maps and all sorts of tools coming up to help you make some good decisions ahead of game week nine now if you've not already sorted out your membership you can still save up to 30 percent on those pre-season prices and the international break is a good time to get yourself signed up have a play around with what's in there eight game game weeks are in the history books now that's it's a solid amount of data to give us a good idea of what's going on uh, in the premier league this season and one other piece of housekeeping before we get a little bit further you may have noticed from the sound of my voice that i have a little bit of a cold so i do apologize if i sound somewhat nasal and or i'm about to drop dead on the floor um i will do my best to work my way uh, uh, through this video uh, to be honest the thing that is more mortifying is not necessarily the fact that I don't feel too good is more the fact that I had Neto last season I held on to him for far too long ended up looking like, like a bit of a mug talked about him in the preseason this time but did not have uh, the uh, bravery to put my money where my mouth is and Neto continues to laugh at me with every uh, score that he gets um, this season. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just been an ongoing uh, little uh, bit of FPL drama kind of tickling away in the background. And now, after eight game weeks, it's about time that we had a look at what was going on here to work out um, just what to do about it. So let's start off by looking at the obvious stuff. So eight game weeks in for Neto, one goal, six assists. That's seven attacking returns in eight game weeks. 43 points as well. Uh, one point against United in the game week one defeat at Old Trafford. Uh, just the two points uh, in the 4-1 home defeat to Brighton in game week two. But it really has been since game week three uh, that he has started to hit the ground running. So an assist against Everton, so seven points against the Toffees. Then uh, in the 3-2 defeat to Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park, he got himself two assists, so got 10 points there. Um uh, didn't manage uh, any of the... Uh, oh, sorry, no, he did manage some bonus in that one. So he got two bonus in that one. Um, Liverpool got an assist in that one. It was a 3-1 defeat, but five points for a 5.5 million midfielder, or so he was priced at the time. Not bad. Nine points in the one-all draw with Luton. That was his only goal of the season. An assist in that shock win for Wolves over uh, Manchester City at Molyneux in game week seven. Uh, and continuing to prove a creative hub for Wolves 
They drew one all with their rivals, Aston Villa, on Sunday. He got a sixth assist of the season. And the thing is, let's have a look now at what, how that compares just to everybody else in the Premier League. Wow. I mean, he is keeping some fine company so far, especially uh, among midfielders. So, 43 points. Uh, there's only, I think it's seven midfielders who are above him uh, for that particular um, stat, of course. The, the, the best one there is, points. <laughs> uh, we've got Sterling on 45 uh, Jensen of Brentford on 46, uh, level with Erdegaard on 46, Madison's got 47, Bowen's got 50, Saka's got 53, Son's got 54, and Salah's got 59. And so when you consider the prices of some of these guys, um, it is a fine company to be keeping. The six assists that he's got is more than any other midfielder so far this season. Uh, the only player in the Premier League with more assists than him is Ollie Watkins, who of course has always been a good creative hub for Aston Villa, as well as a goal scorer too. So good company there, only one player in the league has more assists than him. And the value is what's most important, in my opinion, because what we've got on the right-hand side of the screen uh, is the value, according to the FPL site, which effectively is points per million spent. And among midfielders, yeah, unsurprisingly, the only player above him uh, is uh, Jensen, uh, Matthias Jensen at Brentford. He's he's a 5.4 million midfielder um, who uh, is getting 8.5 points per million spent. Neto second with 7.5. He's actually just ahead of uh, Huang, He Chan uh, on seven. And then we've got Bowen, Gordon and Matoma complete the top six for points per million spent amongst midfielders. And so, um, yeah, moving into the coming game weeks, he just keeps ticking along. And in a world where we've seen some high profile blanks some very expensive players and we're sort of looking for ways to cut corners financially in our teams you've got Son, Salah, Haaland uh, all in the conversation to be in people's teams and those three guys of course can make it a bit restrictive to get Trippier who's looking like he needs to be an important asset as well so finding someone in this price bracket who can be reliable is super important and we're going to have a look now at whether or not we feel he can sustain that um, and it's a little bit um, tricky it's a little bit more nuanced than simply um, he's having a good season and that will make some more sense in just a second. So we'll start off with how creative he's been so far this season. You know, six assists so far. Is that sustainable in the long run? Well, the data would indicate at the moment that it is. Because if he was getting lots of assists and he wasn't particularly creative, you know, wasn't creating too many chances, then maybe we turn around and say he's perhaps just getting lucky to get a score that high. But he's created 20 chances so far this season. Uh, only five players in the Premier League have created more than him. They're Doughty at Luton, Kuliszewski at Spurs, both level on 21 then you've got Bruno Fernandes on 22 Madison on 25 Trippier on 27 so only really the big hitters as we know them are ahead of Neto really because you've got Kuliszewski and Doughty just one ahead of him so he's in the top five for that it's a good good stat but also it's really the quality of the chances that Neto is creating that really um, turn our heads now he's created five big chances so far this season and that's a chance that Opta deems to be a bigger chance or perhaps if you're a little bit more used to a more numerical based system and you prefer XG and XA and things like that effectively they're just high expected assist chances you know, and which lead to high expected goals chances and yeah Neto's doing very well for this stat as well he's created five big chances that's the third best or the joint third best in the Premier League so far he's level with Bruno Fernandes Moussa Diaby and Anthony Gordon and those above him again it's your usual household names for creativity in Madison and Trippier on six each and then Salah as we've uh, covered off before is actually having an exceptional season of creativity he's leading the line with nine big chances created so far but again when you compare the prices of some of the players up here because we shouldn't forget about Anthony Gordon as well also having a good campaign across the course of the campaign Neto is doing very well for creativity over the first eight game weeks let's have a quick look at goal threat before we have a look at the last four matches because as I said it's a little bit more nuanced than simply he's having a good season there's some been some ebbs and flows statistically and we'll assess that in a second now for the goal threat um 
the thing about Neto is that he is perhaps one of the most goal-threatening Wolves players, um, but whether or not that makes him particularly threatening compared to other players in the Premier League uh, is, is harder to insist upon. So, over the first eight game weeks, he's had 12 shots. That's joint most of all Wolves players alongside Mateus Cunha and Huang Hee-chan. Uh, Ten have been in the box, so only Huang is ahead of him for the location of the shots, but only one big chance all campaign in eight game weeks. So he really is not the guy who's in this team to uh, get on the end of big chances and score goals. Uh, that said, not many people in this team have that role. They seem to be sharing them. You know, They are scoring goals, perhaps more than we expected. Um, and clearly, if Neto is able to be uh, the highest assist-making midfielder so far this season, he's the second highest among all players. You know, Clearly, they do know how to put their goals away, but uh, it does look as if there's not one individual who streaks clear for them. They are sort of sharing the goals and the goal threat because we've just got a number of players here uh, You know, all kind of bunched up together for some of these stats. Wang and Neto are a little bit further clear than everybody else, but we'll come on to how that compares to the league in a minute. Um, as I said, two big chances for Huang, one for Neto, three for Cunha, two for Fabio Silva, one for Lamina. In terms of shots on target, Neto is also top for that as well amongst his colleagues uh, with five, level again with Huang, but five's not really that many. You know, that's, that's less than one a game, uh, really. Um, so, you know, it's not... He's not someone we can rely on for goals, which is worth knowing if you're thinking about investing in him. Let's have a look at the expected goal involvement then, and that, of course, combines his assist threat and his goal threat, and it is still very good, and it is largely because of that expected assist. So his XA stat is 2.21. That is by far and away the highest of any other Wolves player so far this season. His XG is 1.89. Only Cunha is ahead of him, and interestingly enough, he's actually got a higher expected goals uh, figure netto than Huang, although Huang has scored... um, five goals um, where did that come from you know um he's massively overperformed against the xg uh, the, the data suggests neto should have scored more but again xg of just 1.89 not very high however combine them together an xgi of 4.10 is quite good it's more about that sister i did promise a little bit of a look on how he was um, comparing four goals compared to everybody else because that's the main thing here um whilst he is one of the more attacking walls players they're not a team with an individual standout guy so it's not surprising to see neto near the top compare his 10 shots in the box to the rest of the premier league so far this season and i'm not even going to bother counting i've had to scroll down uh, a considerable way here <laughs> how many of them are above him i don't know my guess is about 30 players We've got, you know, Madison on 11, Eze on 12, uh, Nunes, Diaby, Cash, Alvarez, Decore, uh, Abdullah, that is, at Everton, uh, Wilson all on 13. There's about five players on 14. There's about five players on 15. We've got uh, Son on 16, Enketia 17, um, Jackson on 18, Bowen, Edward and Salah joint together on 19. And then there's five more players, Harland, Watkins, Rashford, Visser and Morris. In the words of a certain pool supervisor, I could go on. <laughs> it's a long list of people that have had a lot more shots in the box than Neto survived the season. And of course, that one big chance as well. For frame of reference, Haaland 15, Isak 10, Jackson 9, Watkins 8, Nunes 8. Whole raft of players with more than there. And yeah, we've and again, it's it's just we've got 30 to 40 players with more shots on target than him as well. So he... All of his points are coming from uh, assist potential. Now, of course, that doesn't make him a bad asset just because he's not getting the goals, but it's just worth understanding what you're getting with him. You are not necessarily going to be purchasing yourself a highly explosive player, but that doesn't necessarily have to matter too much because when you look at his points per million spent, it's solid. The halls are coming through in what I would describe as you know um, little and often, um, and sometimes that's really useful. Sometimes that's what helps keep you just... Uh, in those green arrows. So just going back over his halls again, one uh, from game week one through to game week eight, 
1 point, 2 point, 7 points, 10 points, 5 points, 9 points, 4 points, 5 points. And it's that price. It's that price that really uh, wants us to look at him as an asset rather than his explosivity. If this guy was 7 million, we probably wouldn't be sat here having this conversation. But because he's 5.7, we are. And that's how it goes. Now, I did promise a couple of additional nuances, and they are still there. And the interesting thing, uh, unfortunately, uh, is the fact that uh, with Neto, there does seem to actually be a mild regression in the last four matches in terms of those underlying stats, which concern me a little bit. And it's just trying to understand why that's happening. And uh, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) Uh, And sometimes that's how it goes. You know, you're not entirely sure what's causing this slight shift in the data. But that doesn't necessarily uh, have to mean that we can't base decisions on it. It would make me just in effect, because I'm not sure where this is coming from, um, just urge a little bit of caution. As I said, we're we're excited about the opportunity that Neto presents. But am I going to, you know, go out in the streets with a big billboard saying sign Neto now? Perhaps not. But would I sign it for my team? Maybe. You know, we just we want to try and have a nice measured middle ground position on this, assess a lot of information. And so the dichotomy is this, right? So over the last four matches, we have seen a, like just a massive regression in uh, a lot of key areas for Neto. So in the first four matches, um, and just to remind you who those were against, Man United, Brighton, Everton and Crystal Palace, fairly balanced first four games. United, you know, they are having a difficult season, but they are still at the very least, you know, giving it a go, you know. Most important thing is the lads have fun, to quote Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, we got Brighton also having a, a positive-ish season. Everton and Crystal Palace, mm, so-so. We've got a so-so set of fixtures there. Then game weeks five to eight, now they have got a little bit harder. So it could be the, the opposition here, but we've also seen them face Luton, whose defence has been really poor. Uh, we've also, also seen them face Aston Villa, who haven't necessarily been watertight, and they nearly won this game, Wolves. So... Um, Maybe there's an element of fixture uh, um, thing in here, but the, the real confusion will come in just a second when you see what this weird regression in numbers has actually done to his points tally. Uh, so yeah, so that, that so the first four matches, 21 touches in the box versus 16 uh, in the second set of four, and he played the same number of minutes in each group. Uh, nine shots for Neto in the first four, just the three in the last one. Eight in the box in the first four, just two in the last four. Um, four shots on target, only one in the last four. So of those five big shots on target, only, only one of them's come in the last four. The distribution is the same thing. We saw him create 13 chances of those 20 in the first four, only seven in the second set. He created four of the big chances in the first four, only one in the second lot. And, you know, so three assists in the first four, um, two assists in the second one, and one of them was a fantasy assist. That's the sixth one. However, and this is the weird thing, he's actually scored more points in the last four. So in the first four matches, 20 points for Neto. In the last four, 23. And so perhaps he's... Perhaps, and this is what I mean, we have to speculate over here. Perhaps he is playing in such a way that even if he has a bad game, he can still get points. And sometimes that's really useful. Um, and it's worth knowing that. Now, the final piece here in terms of whether or not there's some sustainability moving forward does, of course, come in the form of their fixtures. Alluded a little bit there to the fact that perhaps the fixtures they played in the last four perhaps maybe just tempered his attacking output a little bit. Um, you know, But the first four matches w- weren't exactly positive ones. Wolves have been very much bottom of the season ticker for a long time. However, they are, of course, about to shoot right up. They've got the Aston Villa game out of the way. And now in the next five matches, they have Bournemouth, Sheffield United and Fulham, three of the most obliging defences in the Premier League so far this season. And it's really the next three that I am most interested in, Neto. And so I don't want to go as far as to say that Neto might be and now or never but the best opportunity to give Neto the best chance to to do well in your team is definitely the next three because you've got Bournemouth away yes you've got Newcastle at home next perhaps you can maybe work out a a, a short-term rotation potentially or just throw him in and see what happens uh, and roll with the fact that after that you've then got Sheffield United 
Now, those are the ones that are more obliging. Now, Fulham, I would love to keep them in this conversation, but they do seem to be making some defensive improvements. They've conceded just seven big chances in their last four. Contrast that with Bournemouth and Sheffield United. 14 big chances conceded for the Cherries, 20 conceded for the Blades. They are the third worst and the worst team for that particular stat uh, over the last four matches. So... Neto has a fantastic opportunity to go into that game and do some serious damage. Now, um, also worth pointing out that Neto is, of course, the corner taker for Wolves. So he is going to be involved in taking quite a lot of those set pieces. And... Thankfully enough, we already know that Sheffield United are susceptible to set pieces uh, in the last four matches. Only West Ham have conceded more chances from set pieces. Uh, the Blades are the worst team in the Premier League for conceding headers. Of course, you're going to get them from crosses and things like that uh, from set pieces as well. Uh, and so Neto is massively going to benefit there. Bournemouth also in the conversation for chances conceded from set plays. Fourth worst over the last four that has shifted slightly. Uh, Sheffield United were the worst and Bournemouth were the third worst, but obviously we're tracking these in four-game increments as we move along in four-game four game batches. So, point is, is that the thing that Neto is is you know most trusted for in this Wolves team, creating chances from set pieces, Bournemouth and Sheffield United are two of the worst teams in this division for conceding chances in those situations. So, over the next three, I think there's a real opportunity for Neto to do some real damage for you. Uh, or rather, do, do some damage for you against your opponents. Hopefully, he's not going to damage your team. Hopefully, he's going to improve your team. But hopefully, you, you understand what I mean. So, a few things to consider there. Slight dip in his underlying statistics over the last few weeks, but that hasn't stopped him from scoring the points. Some really nice fixtures coming up. And the value he's offering is is really, really exciting. So, whether you're on a wild card or perhaps looking at a downgraded midfield to get a Salah uh, or a Son, you know, player that you uh, want to upgrade for in other areas... The Neto could be a really good way to do that. I think uh, he's going to be ticking along with some decent points in the next three, um, a fair amount. In the next five, uh, maybe slightly less reliable, but a game against Fulham is still a nice one to have. So just keep that in mind when you're planning your transfers for game week nine. Now, as I said, uh, all of this information has, of course, come from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. And so if you've really enjoyed and found this information useful and you're thinking, hmm, I'd like to go and have a look at some other players using some of those same tools, same metrics, then if you haven't sorted out your membership, now is the best time to do it because you'll be able to get access to all of that to do it yourself. And uh, we don't have to rely on me uh, warbling through a cold to fill you in on these players. And then we uh, will be in a better place, I can assure you. So, yeah, get yourself signed up. You can still save up to 30% on those prices. Now, uh, if you've enjoyed this video, uh, don't forget to like it, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell notification. Uh, and with that, um, I shall leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your international break. And I shall see you next time.